Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I've got an interview with a young DC, a young chiropractor, Jake Croft, and he is in a smaller, medium-sized town in Georgia, which I'm familiar with. Um, I'll let him explain a little bit. We get into that right out of the gates, but he graduated and opened up his practice a a few weeks. He graduated before that, but a few weeks uh, before COVID-19 hit, but he's been doing something uh, with video that I've been very interested. I've kind of seen where we're, we've been friends on Facebook and I've seen his videos and he's on Instagram. That's really the platform he's doing well on, but he's doing really well with video and it's helping to drive his practice. And then even um, continued through this COVID-19, he's doing really good with it. So uh, I reached out to him and I wanted to have him on. I wanted to you know, have someone in the trenches that's a newer doc that is just implementing video and he's starting to figure it out, but he's doing really good. And so whether you're a new doc or a seasoned doc and you just haven't been doing video or you are doing video, but you can get better at it, I think this episode is going to really help shine some light on what he's doing. And maybe you can implement that uh, in your community, in your practice. It's, uh, it's really, uh, it's really uh, impressive what he's doing. And it even inspired me a little bit to up my game a little bit on video. So uh, before we get into that, the book is still on pre-order. You can It's discounted $5. Shipping is discounted $5. You can pre-order the book. The pre-order is going to end soon. And then the print and the normal price will be in August, early early to mid-August. And you can check that out at bit.ly, bit.ly slash doingitrightmcm. And check out that book. We're getting a great response. A lot of people uh, checking out the pre-order, getting the pre-order. It's just been exciting to see the the response that we've gotten so far. So check that out. Again, it's a book and a workbook. So you're going to get both. And you're going to be able to not only learn how to, to get actionable marketing for your practice, you're going to be able to use the workbook to implement nine of the different tools and exercises that we do to make sure that we have good marketing budgets and plans and editorial calendars and all kinds of different things. So so check that out at bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y slash doing it right, MCM. And without further ado, here's my interview with Dr. Jake Croft. Two, three, two, one. All right. Uh, welcome to the show, Jake. I really appreciate your time. I, I've been uh, fascinated with watching your progression with video on Facebook. I've, I've seen it. I've noticed it. A couple other people have. I'm sure people in your community have. Uh, so before we, we dive into that type of information, tell us a little bit about yourself, both uh, personally and professionally. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Christie, I want to say, first of all, thank you for for having me on the podcast this week. I, I've listened to a, a good majority of, of the episodes of your podcast and you've had some giants on here. So I've, I feel like the least of those who, who's had the opportunity to be a guest, but I, I really appreciate it nonetheless. Um, my name's Jake Croft. I live in Valdosta, Georgia, which is a, a mid-sized town um, in South Georgia. It's actually probably, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 miles from the Florida line. Mm-hmm. Um, I am married to my wife, Lacey. We're actually expecting our, um, first child, we're expecting our daughter, Olive in December. Nice. Um, so we're excited about that. Thank you very much. I, uh, I am a very, 
a very new doc. Mm -hmm. I, I recently graduated from Palmer College Chiropractic Florida this past December, so December 2019. And then uh, my wife and I opened up uh, my practice, Valdosta Spine and Sport Chiropractic, mm -hmm. um, February 24th of, <laughs> of this past year. So good so timing. Two, good timing. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks before <laughs> before all the limitations and really the the COVID stuff started out. So I, looking back, we can only laugh at it, but um, I think we made it out to the other side um, for the most part, um, and we're we're having a blast. Good. You know, I'm familiar with Valdosta. I went to Florida State University, which uh, for awesome. our audience that may not know is Tallahassee, Florida, which is very, very close to the Georgia border. So uh, I, used to, I used to laugh at a friend of mine because he was from that area, Valdosta. And uh, I laughed at him because his amount of tuition he paid out of state to come to Florida <laughs> State, where he, he grew up like 20 minutes from the school, but he was on the other side of the state or versus my tuition, which was in-state plus Florida Bright Futures. And I, it was a six and a half hour drive for me to get there from down from South Florida. Uh, it was kind of mm -hmm. comical how much he was paying versus me. Uh, but that's, uh, that's how the state lines work sometimes, right? Right. Yes, sir. So, but uh, cool. Um, <clears throat> well, I appreciate you being on, you know, I've, uh, it's obviously been a tough time to, to start a practice, but you've been, you've been pushing through it. So that's great. Now is your, uh, you said you and your wife, is she also a chiropractor or is she just helping out with the office? Right. She's not a chiropractor, but she is, she's running the front end and um, you know, every now and then, uh, like I said, she's, she's um, almost 20 weeks pregnant now. So every now and then she'll have a morning here and there while where, you know, she's not feeling too great. And I'll say, you know, stay here. I'll, I'll handle it um, for today. And I quickly find out how much better she is at her part than I am. Mm -hmm. um, so, but no, she, she runs the front of it for us. Perfect. That's great. And then, uh, so you went, at what point did you make the decision to, to just go out onto your own uh, after graduating? So it really was uh, fairly early um, for me. Probably, I would say probably we have 13 quarters in the program at Palmer and I would say somewhere around fourth or fifth quarter was when I, I locked it down in my head that I wanted to open um, into private practice right out of graduation. And, mm -hmm. you know, at that point, you're really limited on the, the physical steps you can make mm -hmm. um, towards doing that. But uh, it was about at that time that I decided and, and tried to just start researching and stuff and doing all that I could at that point, at least. And in, I think you're from that area originally. Is that correct? I am. I was. I was born and raised here in Valdosta. Perfect. And and uh, so that's good. So you can. It's. It makes it a little easier to go back home and where you probably have some connections and some friends and family. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was. I was involved in a lot of sports when I was younger, and mm -hmm. and my entire family has has been in this area for a very long time. So I know a lot of people, and like you said, I have a lot of good connections and, and stuff like that. Um, when I started out, a couple of my buddies actually owned a, owned some gyms around here, which was just ideal. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it really worked out. Yeah, I have a lot of support here in this area. Well, that's great. That's great. You know, and it's uh, so I, you know, I reached out to you um, because I have noticed uh, some of your videos on Facebook, and you know, I, I, I kind of monitor social media quite a bit, not as much uh, as maybe I should, but I definitely on there a fair amount, usually in groups and such. But uh, I start to notice some people that are uh, doing pretty good. But um, I would say you're you being able to cut through the clutter for me to notice it uh, 
must must also mean that uh, your community is noticing some of the videos you're shooting. Is that is that accurate? Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, and it's one of the it's one of the things that's helped me to stay. Um, I guess you would say motivated to continue um, pumping this stuff out mm-hmm. um, because the it has had a tremendous impact on on our practice. I would say probably since we've been open, I would say. 56, I think 56 was the number between that and 60% of our new patients are people who just come from social media who saw us, saw a video of this or that, or, or a post that someone shared on Facebook or ironically a lot, a lot of my stuff comes from, or a lot of the patients see it on Instagram alone, but Instagram and Facebook, because I share the same material to both Mm -hmm. or some version of the same material. And, and it's had a great impact and, and people, people value it's I've had several people come in and say like, I, I feel like I know you guys like, yeah. And so it's had a good impact on, on creating relationships with the people in the community before I've even met them. I want to, yeah, I want to touch on two things there. One is, um, so for instance, I saw your stuff on Facebook and then a lot of other people probably see your stuff on Instagram. And, and that is a, mm-hmm. a good point for people listening is that uh, with your content, you know, you want to have it on both platforms. And, and obviously since Facebook owns both, they make it really easy to where you could start on Facebook and it go on Instagram or you could start on Instagram and it goes on Facebook. Uh, and it just cross posts, right? Is that what you're doing? Yes, absolutely. I, I post everything to Instagram, mm-hmm. but I've tied them, like you said, I just tied them together and I click a little button that says also share to this page on Facebook mm-hmm. and it, it, it shoots it right over. Um, so it's incredibly easy to do it to both. Which is important because, you know, you're going to have people on Instagram only and you're going to have some people on Facebook. I'm, I'm very rarely on Instagram. Um, I've just made that decision. I know it's probably sounds ironic having the modern chiropractic marketing group and, and I'm not that much on Instagram, <laughs> uh, but I had to, I have, you know, at some point in your, in your career, whether it's in practice or if you're running a business like I am with this, uh, you you got to really dive into a few things and you can't be everything to everybody. So we've got an Instagram presence and, and all that and our practice does, but I just, I stay off it and, and I focus on Facebook. So I saw it on there and that's where, and, and that's, what's great about that. So that was one thing I want people to get from is that you got to do the cross share uh, because you don't know where your audience is going to be. Um, and if they happen to be on both and they see it on both, not a big deal. It works out mm-hmm. fine. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our first sponsor. This is going to be Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years. We've worked hand-in-hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else uh, to do this search engine optimization. She does a great job. There's there's so much to it. A lot of a lot of the lingo and the words are beyond my uh, comprehension, but it's just amazing work that she does. And if you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. So I, you, you just have to have this type of stuff done. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing and Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results. Your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review.
Uh, the second part is you mentioned, you know, the people in your community feel like they know you, right? Right. And I actually wrote about that in the book. And it's like that, it's kind of that parasocial relationship, which just means um, it's kind of like, you know, if Brad Pitt came into my clinic, I'd feel like I know him, right? For like the last, it's like, dude, I've known you for like 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's what ends up happening. That's why, you know, fame, a, especially you know, A-list actors or athletes, they, they become so famous because people feel like they know them because of that relationship. That's It's a one-sided relationship, obviously, from video, but it, it right. has that unique ability to have those people feel like they're connected to you already. And so that's what video does that other formats may not. Now, audio does, like podcast does. Like I get a lot of people that say that to me. Um, and then if you're, if you happen to be a very skilled writer, you can have that occur. It's, it's very, it's hard, very hard to do it that way. But video right. really allows for that. So it builds this, um, know, like, and trust. That's just amazing when you're doing consistent videos in your, in your community. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, a, and I, I try to in, include, she's a little camera shy, but <laughs> I, I try to, in, I try to include Lacey in a lot of the videos I make, even if it's just like a little clip here or there of her saying something, or if we're doing a little funny video or something like that, because I also want them to know her, you know, cause they're going to be the, she's going to be the first person they see or meet when they come in the office. Um, she's the person they talk to on the phone, all that kind of stuff. So we've had, we really have had several people um, come in and say, I feel like I know you already. I feel like I know you guys collectively already. And we've had honestly 20 plus people have come in and have told us that the reason that they came in was because they saw the videos we were making and the content and the, and the information. And they said things like, you know, you seem so knowledgeable. You seem like you know what you're talking about. You seem like you want us to learn um, or you seem like you want me to learn and stuff like that. And not not that that means that I have anything, like I'm not amazing or anything, but I'm just putting small pieces that may be common to our minds that isn't that aren't to the people of the public. And so, so they yeah. appreciate it, I think. And that's another good point is I think sometimes, and I've talked to chiropractors about this, is they're like, what holds them back a little bit on creating content, uh, you know, educational content is they're, they're afraid maybe their peers uh, will judge them on what they're putting out there. And, and I'm like, well, you're not shooting these videos or whatever for other chiropractors to, to mm-hmm. consume. Like if they do fine, but yeah. if, if, if you're not talking to your community at that level um, and you're getting too wordy and sciencey, uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be a huge problem. It's not going to be effective. So, um, you know, I shouldn't feel like I'm being like as a chiropractor, like if I'm watching your video, maybe I can learn some stuff, but it shouldn't feel like I'm being educated by mm-hmm. like, let's say a, a Mark King trying to teach a chiropractor or something. Right. Exactly. So it's gotta be broke. You know, I hate this. I hate the word dumb it down, but you gotta, you gotta get it down to that, like lower, you know, for that lay person to really actually be able to understand it and uh, be compelled by it. And I think you're, you're doing a fair job of that. So that's commendable. And I want to ask a question. You mentioned your wife is a little kind of maybe a little bit uh, shy on getting the camera on there. It doesn't seem Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't seem like you are. Um, Is that something that you've kind of naturally just fortunate enough to have or have you working on it was there any roadblocks for you doing this give give me a little bit of that information sure so i 
I started it in May of, I started the pages in May of 2018. Okay. So well, I was still a student. Yeah. Um, and I still had about a year and a half to go. So I was very limited, one, on what I could create. Yep. Um, but two, you know, I, I do not have a history or a background of, um, I like to public speak, but it's not something that I, have a background doing regularly or consistently and I don't have any schooling for film or anything like that. So when I started out, yes, absolutely. 100%. Because it's even, it doesn't matter. Even if it's just you in a room with your phone propped against a water bottle, which is what it was a lot at the very beginning. (laughs) Even, even at that, if you're talking into the camera and you mess up, you feel weird Mm. and you feel awkward. Um, and of course, that was something I had to get past a lot. But at this point, um, I I would say that I'm a fairly outgoing person and um, I don't get embarrassed too easily. Mm-hmm. But still, it, it, did, it did feel uncomfortable at times um, working my way through that and then having, you know, having to ask a friend, you know, come film this for me or, or asking. I asked Lacey. Lacey's the one that does the majority of the filming. If she's not here, I, I, <laughs> I have tripods now, so I don't prop it against a water bottle. But <laughs> I do set it up and film it myself. But I I absolutely had to get through that weird, awkward stage, which I think is what a lot of people struggle getting past. But at this point, honestly, I, I know this sounds dramatic, but it's, for me, it's no different at this point than if I'm talking to a person mm-hmm. um, in front of me. Now I, I mess up all the time. Yes. But we, we just keep the camera rolling and I'll stare at the ceiling for a second and I'll collect my words and then I'll jump right back into it. Um, and then you can, you can iron all those other things out in editing and stuff. But, but at this point, having done it for a little while, I feel very comfortable in front of the camera. Um, and I'm willing to make those mistakes and, and say wrong things and just jump right back into it. Like I'm just going to continue the sentence as if I, as, as if it never stopped. That's great. You know, and it's one of the benefits or advantages we have as, as chiropractors versus say, if you were like a plumber, trying to shoot some videos on plumbing Mm -hmm. is that we are consistently talking and communicating to people. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you feel no different now talking in front of the camera than you do a person, right? Um, Right. A lot of people don't live their life, their profession with having um, important conversations with people all day long, right? Uh, they, right. they may sit at a desk all day. Maybe they have one meeting or maybe they're a plumber or whatever, right? It's, they, they, maybe they're an accountant and they're just heads down. Uh, very, very few people are on display constantly. And when you walk into a room with a patient, a new patient, and then the second visit and all the visits, like you're on display to them and you're having hopefully effective conversations and, and communication with them. And so, um, if you're having a hard time doing that in front of a camera, uh, you may be having a hard time doing it in front of a patient, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and if you're, if you're having a hard time having a good effective communication with a patient, that's going to impact your practice as well. But on the other, the flip side of it is when you do it long enough, 
it should be easier for you to transfer it over to the camera and get that same information that you have one-on-one -on -one conversations with patients about in front of the camera. And so it shouldn't be as hard because you're not having to necessarily memorize lines because it's just information you already know, right? Like you, mm -hmm. you get, come up with a topic and, and whatever and you, and you roll with it and, and be yourself. So is that what you're kind of finding? Is it maybe that uh, it's transferable to like as you're getting better with your patient communication is getting better for the camera as you're getting better for the camera maybe it's helping public speaking or with your patients 100 percent, absolutely um and you know the one quick thing the the material that i use or the things the video the things i make videos about it's not like i'm struggling super hard to come up with a brand new idea mm -hmm. um every single day i'm literally taking small pieces of what i do every single day with patients and just making a very small piece of it into a video. So a lot of these concepts are things that I, I teach patients like new patient, initial appointment patients all the time. And I'll, I'll just take one of those small concepts and then I'll blow it into a video. So the stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm speaking over and over to patients all the time, I'm making into videos. And then as I'm making the video, um, because I I'm forced to make the video, not only informative, but entertaining so that people will watch it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can sometimes find by forcing myself to do that newer ways to explain it or detail it to a greater extent when I'm with the patient. Does yep. that make sense? Oh, it does. You know, and that's, I've said that before with my evolution, I graduated Logan in 05, but when I was at Logan, I was part of their health awareness workshop team, which is we had to do like talks in the community and um, in front of new patients and stuff. And I sucked at it really bad. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I failed, like you had to try out for it and I didn't make it the first time. Um, but it got me going and, and getting better at it. And then when I graduated in 05, came down, back down to South Florida, you know, I was out doing a ton of talks, injury prevention talks for runners, triathletes, golfers, gyms, CrossFit, like anything I could really. And I got right. better. Uh, and then the more I spoke with patients, that helped. And then when I started podcasting in like 2016, uh, that helped. And it just like, and now I can speak, you know, I remember when I spoke at Parker Vegas for the first time, it was in front of like 500 people, which was the largest crowd I had spoken in front of. It went really smooth. And I had someone ask like, Oh, how did you prepare for that? Or, or how did you get, you know, comfortable speaking like that? And I was like, well, I've been talking about this stuff on my podcast for, you know, at that point over like two years. Like, so it's become right. secondhand information for me. So I, I'm comfortable. Like I'm not trying to like memorize stuff or make stuff up. So uh, as you get more, practice with this and you dive into it and overcome the roadblocks with video, you're going to get better at it. You're going to be, you know, good. You're going to get better at public speaking. You're going to get better at patient communication. So it all really ties in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Practice. Like I said, when I, when I was starting out, it was awful. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's a little less awful. It's no, it's good. And so I wanted to make sure I asked too, cause uh, you, you are creative and that's something that, um, can be tricky for some people where, you know, maybe we can get them to overcome the obstacles and start shooting a video. Maybe they have good topics. Maybe the information is good. Um, but how do we get the energy of maybe, how do we get, you know, maybe a little humor into it or things like that. Is that something that you just kind of naturally have, or you start working that into the videos and uh, you try to think about how you can do that? Like what are, what are some of the um, thought processes behind your, your creativity aspect of this? 
Sure. So I, I would say that um, maybe more than others, I am a fairly upbeat, kind of energetic, loud person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that may come honest to me, but I would say that's, that's a huge part, a huge point you made is that it has to be, in my opinion, it has to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and entertaining doesn't have to mean funny. Um, yep. So I, I make a lot of, now I have a little system. Um, a routine, a pattern that I do with videos and, and once a week is a, just a plain funny video. Mm-hmm. So people, again, I've had a couple of people come in and say that they love that there's a doctor with a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the videos that I make that are just pure funny are for just pure to make people laugh and then notice say, why am I laughing? What is this place? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can make it entertaining in other ways. So editing is a huge thing. You can throw in um, like cut things together where you're doing cool transitions or put up little uh, speech blurbs on screen with you or, or mirror another video on top or stuff like that. Um, but you have to just find some way to make it not just because no one, no one wants to watch a video of me staring into the camera with a blank face and a monotone voice saying something that they don't understand. They, they want to, they want to be engaged in the video. So one huge thing for me is movement. If, if you watch a lot of my videos, I've got, I'm almost, I almost never shoot a video unless it's like an exercise video. So once mm-hmm. a week I do one exercise video. Okay. Um, unless it's one of those, I'm, I'm almost never in the same room for the video. All right. And here's a message from our good friend, John Morrison. You know, restarting your practice is not going to be easy, but it's not easy for anyone. This summer, while the rest of the world is either too depressed or too drunk to do anything about their marketing, this is your chance to get ahead. Our friends at Get Clear Sites are giving you an opportunity to get everything you need to have an amazing website in just 30 days. John and his team have put together the Get Clear Summer Challenge. If you think you can hustle like that, you'll get a website for free. For $490, you get the StoryBrand training, their StoryBrand template, and everything you need to master the Get Clear website platform. If you are able to set up your site and go live within 30 days, they'll happily give you back your money as a reward for a job well done. Some of you need this kind of challenge to get your head back in the game. Give your practice the online presence it deserves. Take the Get Clear Summer Challenge, and you can learn more at getclear.ca slash summer. That is getclear.ca slash summer, and take up John and Get Clear Sites with their amazing opportunity. I'll move around. I'll I'll change the background. I'll change, like, where I'm standing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So just finding finding ways to make it different than the last one and, and continuously reproducing that. Perfect. That's, that's great. You know, and I think, yeah, humor sometimes is hard for people, but entertaining can be definitely doable for, by most. And, you know, some people gonna have to double up their energy and, you know, get going on that. But uh, one of the things you're doing by having that funny video or that kind of, you know, different uh, idea is you're being human. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of uh, doctors, you know, kind of get put on a pedestal and they don't, feel human to the community, but if you can humanize yourself, it can go a long way from them to, uh, to feel connected to you. Like you talked about earlier, like they feel like they know you because they see that side of you. Whereas usually they don't see that side of their doctors. Like they feel like their doctors are basically robots. Right. 
And so that's right. can be very helpful. So if you know the, the audience out there listening, if you're shooting video, what can you start to do to feel like, uh, you know, you're a human. And uh, for me on Facebook, like I have a, you know, for, for good or bad, I have a lot of patients on my personal profile, uh, just through the 10 years of being in the community and stuff. And, um, I'll try to post some things here and there that are not necessarily funny videos, but just things that humanize me as a, as a person a little bit. Um, and, and we're trying to get, we had to get, we did this video. It was actually a funny story. And, and my associate, Chris Cavea, he doesn't mind me telling it, but when he first started shooting video in the office, my, my uh, office manager was shooting it and he had, he made so many mistakes, you know, like took so many takes mm -hmm. to actually get this done. And, and without telling him, she had kind of put together this like two minute compilation with music and all this stuff of him just making, you know, all these mistakes. And, uh, we've got to probably have to remove some F bombs from it. But I was like, we want to, like, we need to post that on, we need to post that on our clinic, social media. Let's just bleep out the F bombs. <laughs> oh yeah. But it, like, it's something that would really humanize him, you know, to do that. And he's on board with it. So we're, we're going to get that done. Oh yeah. I've done little blooper reels like that before and people love it. Oh, they do. Cause they, again, it's like, they just want to see like, yeah, this isn't perfection. This isn't, you're not a professional mm -hmm. actor or anything like that. It's just you being you and trying to educate the community. Exactly. So perfect. Um, do you feel like, is, you know, uh, is, I'm just going to ask one question on this whole COVID-19 sure. thing. I, I don't try to dive too much into it, but do you feel like um, you've been able to weather the storm a little bit better because of the presence you've put out with content and video and things? I do. I do. Now, like you said, it was, we opened exactly two weeks before all this started and we had a, we had a tremendous first two weeks. I, I contributed large in part to these pages. Um, because like I said, I started them in, in 2018 and have been building the community in Valdosta. So those first two weeks, we had a lot of new patients and it felt great and we were rolling. And then for the next two months, it slowed down a lot. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like <clears throat> because we built that community community on those pages and we were able to, you know, it was a little disheartening of course mm -hmm. for the, the slow and pace, but we still continue to, to pump out videos and pictures and stay in contact, um, for the best part and the most that we could with the community. And I think that paid off a lot when our state, uh, for the, for the most part reopened, um, a few months ago because we started to see an increase very early after we reopened, um, which I would say is due to a lot of the, just maintaining communication. Our, and our way of doing that was through those social media pages. Yeah, you know, that's a sign of having built an audience, even though you had a little bit of a runway to do it, not that long, you developed enough of an audience that they started coming back once things started to, to normalize. So that's- Yeah, absolutely. Good job with that. And, um, you know, let's let's chat to the, the chiropractor that's either shooting video or not. Um, mm -hmm. But what would you say to this? Let's, let's actually say they're not shooting video. Uh, what would you say to them uh, to get them to understand the value, importance, and, and, and benefit of, of shooting videos for their practice? You know, I would say that it, above all, it's that it goes back to that building the relationship with people before you meet them. Um, it putting, putting an image in people's heads of who you are, what you believe, the things that you teach, what you want them to know, what you do in your practice. Because that's another big point. Nobody, nobody wants to go to a doctor's appointment that they have no idea what to expect. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you can, if you can give them a little window into your practice and into the things that go on. Um, and that's another huge thing with like, uh, shooting videos with patients, um, whatever you're doing, whether it's a, whether it's a testimonial or a demonstration or something like that, showing them, Hey, other people like me are in here and, and just helping start building that trust, uh, before they ever pick up the phone to call before they ever walk in the door so that when they get here, not only is it going to get them into the office, but it'll make them feel more comfortable in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's almost like they have the feeling that they've already been to your office and mm-hmm. they're just going back. Right. Right. And, and that's a big thing for a lot of people. They, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, I think sometimes we forget, especially as you're in practice longer, is you forget what it takes, the steps in the person's mind to make that phone call to schedule with your office and come in, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we take it for granted sometimes what that is for a person to do and how can you make that easier and quicker and them feel more comfortable. Uh, and that's why obviously usually strong referrals are your best patients. Cause it's like, they're coming from a strong referral. They feel more comfortable because their best friend referred them to you. But how can you right. do that in situations where it's not a direct referral from someone and, and obviously really good compelling video spotlighting your, your practice and yourself is one way to do that. Right. Absolutely. And if I would say, just get started, you know, just mm-hmm. again, if they, if they haven't been making video or they aren't making video, they can almost guarantee themselves that at the beginning, they're not going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not good at it at all when I started, but um, if just like anything else, if you continue to do it, you'll get better than you were. So just start, have a strategy. Um, you know, one of my, one of my favorite things, cause I was an MPI rep in school mm-hmm. and um, I've been to 10 plus MPI seminars and three or four of those are with Dr. King. And he, mm-hmm. at the beginning in that lecture portion before every seminar, he has this little slide um, that says that outside of patient care, everything in your press practice should have a system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I would say that that is huge. I have, if I didn't have a system for doing this stuff, then it would drive me insane. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would just always be wondering, all right, do I make one now? Do I, do I edit this later? Do I do this kind of stuff? You know, I've even gotten, I even know like what day of the week I'm posting, what type of video. Cause I, yeah. I do usually, usually like four videos a week or five videos. And I know what video I'm posting on what day and that kind of stuff. And that really helps alleviate the stress of, of trying to plan it and stuff. Yeah. If you don't mind, run us like through the, the kind of basics of your system of, of getting the video oh, sure. done. Absolutely. So <clears throat> I, it's kind of like that whole thing of keeping a, a notepad <laughs> beside your nightstand. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you dream of something, you can write it down, right? I don't dream of these things, but I definitely keep a notepad with me or, or on my phone or something because I'm constantly thinking of ideas of what can make a video. Cause you know, if you produce four videos a week, you can see how you could slowly or quickly begin to run out of what you think would be content. Yes. So I'm always, always, always like I'll draw, I'll draw an idea out of seeing somebody walk down the sidewalk, you know, and I'll mm-hmm. jot it down. But, but once I, once I have an idea, and I know exactly what I'm going to do. I designed the video in my head. I don't write anything down, but I designed the video in my head and to shoot the video. I know that time constraints are a lot of people's um, worry as well. Mm-hmm. Now I put a lot into editing 
the videos because um, I want them to come out clean and crisp and, and all that kind of stuff. But as far as shooting the videos, honestly, once you know what you're going to do, um, four minutes, three minutes, four minutes, and you've shot the video, you have all the raw film and, and then you can just edit it later. But anyways, my system is usually four videos a week and with one picture. Um, and that one picture I usually post on Wednesdays to kind of give myself a little break um, from making and editing and posting a video. But even when I post that one photo, you know, I, I try to make that photo a high quality photo and it mm -hmm. still is going to have some type of meaning or teaching point at least. But as far as the videos go, one video is usually some type of topic or concept, whether that is a Cairo concept or just health related concept. And those are, those are, inter those are the ones I was speaking on that were not funny, but entertaining. You know, mm -hmm. some of them I'll throw some humor in there, but I try to make those very well edited and I try to have analogies and, and things I can relate to people on. Mm -hmm. One video is going to be an exercise video. Mm -hmm. um, and I always do those in the rehab room because we have a rehab room here at the practice. And I always do those in there so I can, you know, the, the people expect to be then doing exercises in the rehab room when they come here. Mm -hmm. um, one uh, video is always, like I said, just going to be pure funny. It's just going to be clever, entertaining. A lot of times I'll... I'll do the little play two people kind of thing. Where <laughs> oh, I I'll saw it. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was good. I'll be the doc and then I'll dress up as like a, a random person. <laughs> then I'll have a conversation with myself. That was good. I, I saw that one. I think that was actually yeah. probably the one I was like, this guy's good. <laughs> yeah. People love those. man. People participate <laughs> with us a lot. Um, and then one video is an adjustment or treatment demonstration. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of those, you know, maybe Lacey, I, I may adjust yep. Lacey. Or I may just may explain one really cool thing, you know, few weeks ago she's getting to where she's showing um mm -hmm. a lot in, in her in her belly and i was able to make a video saying hey chiropractic safe for pregnant women mm -hmm. and i adjusted lacy and and i posted that and have a good response and then a huge thing on those are helping or getting patients in the videos of me treating people you know mm -hmm. treating people that they know aren't my wife or related to me and they they yeah. see people coming in have you Go done ahead, that? Yeah. You've done a fair amount of that, right? To get, get like some of your patients to be on the video. Oh, absolutely. I've done probably, I try to, like I said, only do one of those a week. Cause I, yeah. I don't want my page to end up just being the, the five second clips of adjustments. Yep. Um, those pages are cool. I just, that's not what I want for my page. Yep. Um, and, and so I limit those to once a week. Um, but even at that, I, I show the full, appointment. I, I show the full treatment. So I'll, I'll intro the patient and I never, the patients are always very willing to do it. I, I never, obviously would never ask someone on the first appointment. Um, it's usually honestly towards the end of the treatment plan and they're better. And I'm like, Hey, can I show, can I, can I use you as an example? Can I show people how you've gotten better and that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. So I'll do a short little intro and then I'll set the camera up. It's not like I have someone in there with me and the camera's in their face the whole time. I'll, I'll get Lacey to film that intro and then I'll set it up in the corner and, and they don't even know it's there. Um, and then I'll go through the treatment and then I'll set it up and I'll, I'll get the adjustments and I'll get the rehab and I'll, I'll speed some of those parts up because obviously I want it to fit in a minute on Instagram. It's kind of the point with that IGTV where if it's greater than a minute, it's only going to show five seconds of it and the yeah. person has to click, keep watching. So you so want to keep it under a minute. But yeah, let me touch on that. Time. No, you're perfect because um, that's a good point. I just uh, want to make sure you understand that. So um, you're doing a video that's under a minute for Instagram. Um, are you doing all your videos under a minute or some longer? 
So here's where I run into that. Um, yeah. Everything I post on Instagram is going to be a minute or shorter. Okay. Because I just, I've done maybe two or three IGTVs. Yeah. Um, and they just do not perform as well. I yeah. don't, it's, some people's do because I go on my explore page and I'll see some of these IGTV videos and it's getting a ton of participation and stuff, but mine do not. So I stay away from the IGTV because it really does force them to come off of that feed where they can just scroll. Mm-hmm. It, it forces them outside of that onto a new page and nobody, I mean, if I'm being honest, if I'm scrolling and I see an IGTV, I usually don't click it. Yep. So um, I try to keep everything for Instagram a minute or less. Okay. Now, if I, if I shoot a video and it's good quality and I like the video and it's a minute and a half, I will edit it down in a way that is still quality and still makes sense. And I'll post that to Instagram mm-hmm. and then I'll post the minute and a half version on Facebook. Okay. And then I'll say on Instagram, if you want to see more of this, more of this video, or if you want to see this in greater detail, go check out our Facebook page or something like that. Perfect. Um, so so if I'm able to, if I have a video that's long enough or that's longer than it, a minute for Instagram, I'll just shoot the full video and throw it on uh, Facebook. And I, I've gotten some pretty good uh, feedback and participation from doing that. Perfect. Are you doing any videos that are four or five minutes long? I have not. Now mm-hmm. I've been, I've really been thinking about that because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel. Um, so my, my two things are Instagram and Facebook. That yeah. is, that's all I've ever done. Um, listen to me, all I've ever done for the <laughs> five months we've been open. It's what I've done. And it's, it's what has worked very well for us. Yeah. Um, I have not gone into the YouTube, um, the YouTube realm yet, but I have thought about it a lot for mm-hmm. those four to five minute long videos because I'd love to get on there. And with, with that one minute, especially with like, for example, the, the patient treatment videos, mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to say, you know, this is, this is Bob. He came in and he had this issue and this issue. And this is what we found when we did an exam. This is, this were his functional goals he wanted to meet and he met them by week so-and-so and all this kind of stuff. But I cannot do that on a one minute video. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the limitation. And I get that question a fair amount. It's like, well, what's the ideal video length? And, and unfortunately it is platform dependent and obviously you've hit Instagram and then people on YouTube tend to watch longer videos and, and like yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll tune into YouTube like they do TV so they can consume one hour, two hour videos. I'm not saying do that from a chiropractor, but like Joe Rogan sure. will get like, you know, people watching this whole show for three hours. Right. right. Um, but you could do more like seven minutes, six minutes for YouTube. Facebook, they say is like kind of that four to five minute range. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, but you're doing it the right way. Like you, you've picked a channel and you've gone deep with it. And I remember I've, I've interviewed some people that are hitting like grand slams on Instagram before, and that's what they did. I've interviewed people that are hitting grand slams on YouTube and they picked that channel. So you've picked the channel and you've gone deep with it and you're, and it's effective. And then, then you're going to go potentially to YouTube. And then you'll obviously at that point have to probably make the decision that you're going to shoot two different types of videos, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll be able to, you know, I've listened to all your stuff about repurposing and all that. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'll post like little tiny segments maybe on Instagram or the stories on Instagram or Facebook or stuff like that and say, Hey, go check out this YouTube video. But absolutely. I'll have to, I'll have to find different ways to, even if it's, even if it's maybe the same content, but 
shooting even the same topic, two mm -hmm. different types of videos and two v different videos, one only for Instagram and one only for YouTube because the, the YouTube channel is going to be a challenge for me. Yep. Yep. You could do, I mean, it's just like, if it's Instagram, it's like, you know, get that hook early on, talk quick. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember interviewing the, the, the gentleman from move you and he was like seven seconds. Like you got to get what the point of this whole thing is within the first seven seconds quicker than that even probably now and then you can go into it and you can speak faster than normal you can get into it and it's gonna like it's gonna go because that's what they expect on instagram but mm -hmm. people if they're viewing it on youtube don't expect that and so you can't do that on youtube but you can now take your time obviously you still want to kind of hook them in there and get them interested but you can let it unfold a little bit you know slower and go into more detail and things like that on a youtube video or even a facebook video Right, right, absolutely, and and like I said, I'd love to be able to bring more info, I guess, on the patient uh, video side, on that, and that would be that would be available to me with those four to five or maybe ten to fifteen minute long videos. Absolutely. So, well, listen, uh, I really want to appreciate appreciate your time. I really want to thank you for coming on the show and and letting us get a a sneak peek into you know I'm just. I've been really impressed with what you're doing. I hope, um, you know, like I get a lot of people on my podcast, like you mentioned, that are been doing this all for a long time or maybe have a little bit of uh, notoriety in the profession and stuff like that. But sometimes it's hard to relate uh, to those folks. They, they bring amazing information for sure. But it's great to have someone that's uh, in the trenches, just starting out, figuring it out, uh, you know, but, but doing it right. And so maybe that can inspire some other chiropractors young and old to start getting into the video game absolutely i i appreciate you having me on here i had a blast and and even in even in me trying to answer some of your questions i learned a lot from you even in this podcast so thank you oh my pleasure and uh we'll have to uh meet in person at some point at an mpi seminar once that all is allowable again absolutely hey hopefully i'm gonna be able to make it to that full spine with dr campbell in august down in daytona so maybe all right. sometime. Definitely. Have a good one. You do the same. Before you go, this is Kevin again. I want to invite you to our new website, modernchiropracticmarketing.com. It's the same URL as before, but we completely revamped it. Uh, we've got a really well-developed blog on there now where we've got guest contributors and myself putting blogs on there at least a couple times a month and good information. We've got the podcast on there with the links to download it, but also each show now has very well-developed show notes, links, and the transcript in it. So you can get all that information there. If there's anything you heard on the episode, it's all found right into there. So we've got a nice uh, podcast section for it. And then also you'll see on the homepage, we've got some other ways you can uh, get the content from us. Obviously, there's a podcast. I really encourage you to subscribe. Uh, there's also, you can request to join the free Facebook group that is also called the modern chiropractic marketing uh, group and that is free and request to join you do have to be a chiropractor there's a couple questions you'll answer but a lot of good information there so we'd love to have you inside there uh, next we have the chiropractic success academy which you can enroll in uh, for many parts of the year you have to join a wait list and then we do we open it up the next time it's being open is uh, in october of, of 2019 and so if you're hearing this uh, now uh, just 
join the wait list. We'd love to have you inside there. And then lastly, um, there is some one-on-one coaching, which we're calling uh, the MCM Mastery, and that's because I am helping you master the principles of the uh, of what we discuss uh, in all the, you know the the podcast, the Facebook group, and giving you a clear path to implementing this in your practice and ultimately optimizing it and automating it, making your your practice predictable as far as uh, cash flow, and so there'll also a lot be a lot of business. Uh, coaching and accountability. Uh, presently, that is filled. I have a limited amount of people I can help out, and I want to make sure that when I am helping out chiropractors one-on-one, I can give them my full attention. So I had to cap it at a certain number, but feel free to fill out the form request. Uh, do Spots do open up, and so you can ask me, and I'd love to have you if there is a spot there, so check that out. And uh, I hope you find this website, and especially the content aspect of it that we develop, uh, very useful for you. My, my goal always is to uh, provide you with as much free information as possible, and, uh, and we could take it from there. If you need the dots to be connected a little bit more, that's why we have the Chiropractic Success Academy and the, MC, and the MCM Mastery. Talk to you next episode.